You are listening to the She Leads Me podcast, episode number 36, when DIY doesn't cut it anymore. You're listening to the She Leads Me podcast, where women come together for powerful conversations around life and leadership. Each episode will bring you conversations with incredible women in leadership, tools you need as a badass female pioneer, and spicy topics around business and leadership. I am your host, Heather Simpson. My mission is to educate and empower women in leadership positions, taking them to the next level in their journey and career. Welcome to She Leads Me. Hello, She Leaders. It's Heather Simpson. How is everybody doing? Great to see you engaging with us on social media. Thank you so much for joining our VIP mailing list. Thank you for listening from all over the world. We are so thankful to have you here today. Today, we're here to talk about a very important topic that we actually spoke to at our September Bellingham Connections Breakfast. If you've been listening for a little bit of time, you know that we have created our take on networking in a way that is very unique than what you see out there. We gather women together every single month in multiple areas currently in Washington state, and we ask that women show up with an open mind to learn with an open heart to see and accept others and while also keeping your business cards tucked away so we get to know the person behind the job title. Oftentimes in networking groups, you may have experienced this, I have, where people get stuck on kind of their 30-second sales pitch about themselves and about who they are in their professional career. If I'm going to work with you, I want to know who you are as a human, not just who you are in your job. And I have found that by just kind of keeping those business cards away until the end for people to exchange information, that has opened up a different kind of conversation, which has just been pure magic in these rooms. And it's it's created a lot more openness. It's also kind of helped get rid of that. You you know what I'm talking about, ladies. You know that there are sometimes we we've either seen it in others or we've had to f- we've felt like this ourselves or we kind of have to posture ourselves like, "Oh, I am I am a CEO. I have to kind of carry that almost like armor." Is what I have found. People kind of carry their job titles like armor, which isn't very open, which isn't very welcoming, right? Which is why a lot of us, when we go to these different networking events, we feel disconnected. We don't feel like we actually got to know the people. We felt like we just heard sales pitches over and over again. And while I am not knocking networking groups like that by any means at all, they are very effective for a lot of people. For me, I like to have that connection with people before I take the step to work with them. So I've provided a space where that happens, coinciding and also existing with other traditional types of networking group groups in my area, which everyone is successful. It's a great thing. It's a beautiful thing. There's room for all of us, right? At our September Connections event, we discussed this topic. And it let me tell you, we partnered on this topic with Chase Bank, Chase Bank was like, this is brilliant. We want to come alongside you. This is so great. Like, let us help you kind of like get this word out there. We had, I think, over 65 women there in attendance, which was amazing just for a 7 a.m. breakfast. 
all these women got together and they came because they wanted to talk about the topic of, yeah, we've all been doing it on our own for a long time. And can we just like talk about how that's really hard some days? Can we just talk about how we probably shouldn't be doing that all of the time? And can we also just connect with each other and just look at each other and say, I hear you, sister. Let's talk about how we maybe don't take it on all the time. Or if there are areas in our life where we are in a season where we do have to take it on and we do have to DIY, where you can connect with other women that are there to support you through that as you walk through it. Because there's definitely a time in a place where DIY makes sense. And there's definitely a time and a place where we need to use leverage in either our businesses, our personal lives, running errands, cleaning our houses and what have you to help us not go insane, number one, right? (laughs) And also really make the maximum amount of use of our time. And so we talked about that in in September at our breakfast there, and it went amazingly well. And so we're here to talk about that today. DIY, right? Do it yourself. Slapping things together one thing at a time to survive this insane and crazy life that we ourselves have created, right? We've created this. (laughs) And as I mentioned, DIY isn't all bad. There's times where it's really fun, right? To do DIY projects. I've done that with my house when I purchased my house a couple of years ago. Both Matt and I were like, yeah, let's do a lot of this on our own because we wanted to because it was exciting. He had his Navy buddies over. They were all excited about demolition. I wanted to read, uh, finish the cabinets and I loved that aspect of it, right? Like there were parts of it that were like, yes, this is exciting. This is fun. We also hired out for our flooring. We hired out for a couple of other things that we knew like "Mm, too much stress, takes too long, don't want to take it on. There's somebody much more qualified and better to take this on than us, right? So there's those fun projects. There's also times where DIY comes into play where we're curious and we want to learn about something. And so we kind of figure out how to DIY something, right? And then there's also times where DIY is just absolutely necessary. And I know you can think of quite a few times where you've had to slap something together. I know I have. If you attended our Seattle event this past March, you heard the story of the backdrop. Now, it's hard to kind of describe over a podcast, right, because I don't have any visuals here. But when I was getting ready for our first large event, we had over 100 women attend. We were very newly putting together events. And so it was this really big push. That entire event I DIY'd. I learned a lot. I will not DIY at all in the future. (laughs) There was one aspect, though, where I had, you know, placed orders for banners and and table tents and like all sorts of things to get ready, right? There's lots of things that go into a big event like that. I was checking, tracking. I was making sure things were coming in on time. We were getting down to the wire. And I realized that our backdrop for the event where I was going to have women take photos, where I was gonna have them publish them on social media, an important piece of our event wasn't going to make it on time. I was going to be in Seattle, it was going to be arriving at my house in Bellingham during the event and that just wasn't going to work. So I went to Matt and I was like, well, we've gotta go to Lowe's. (laughs) We are going to build ourselves a backdrop. He looked at me like I was crazy, but also was like, well, we have no other option, right? Like this is where it's necessary, where DIY came into play. Went to Lowe's, 
literally pulled out lumber, laid it all down on the floor, like tried to put together what we thought would be an effective way to create a backdrop that still matches with the event, that still looks like it's quality, that doesn't look like it's thrown together, and that also can be transported down there in my car, right? So how do we also engineer this thing to to be taken apart into pieces where I can uh, set it up when we're down there? And so we did it. Turned out to be so beautiful. We actually did a really great job and I was so proud of us and is something that people loved. And the story of that backdrop and the DIY became kind of like the theme of the conference, right? So just an example of where like that was absolutely necessary for me to have to do. But today, what we're also going to uncover is the time, the times where it is appropriate to tap into DIY and then when DIY just, it really doesn't cut it anymore. I have seen DIY in all aspects of life. I'm sure you have too. As I mentioned, house projects, running a household, building a business, finances, building and selling houses, which makes me cringe that people DIY that and not use professionals. Can you tell that I have a real estate influence and and bias here? (laughs) When people DIY their taxes, when people DIY their therapy, right? Google, hi, like what are, here's the symptoms of such and such, or like how do I get over a bad breakup? Some of those things are fine, but also sometimes we just need the professional. Also, we see DIY and medical diagnosis, right? So taking it one step further from therapy to actual what is going on with my body. And we we DIY it there too, right? So what we're going to dive into today is we are going to break this down into three parts for us to kind of dive deep into. So if you are driving, I recommend that you um, take some time to listen to this when you're not driving. Go ahead and listen to it, but then also come back and like take some notes because we're going to give you some really tangible tools here. So three areas for us to dive into. So we're going to talk about DIY and when it makes sense for us to do it on our own on our own. Number one. Number two, we're going to talk about accountability, which is the part where we do it on our own. We do some DIY, but we have that with a little bit of help. We have somebody check over our work. We have some guidance and assistance. We have some mentorship where we're able to DIY and kind of do like a half and half, right? And then step three is where we hire out the help, where it makes sense for us to Okay, so this is not a podcast that you're going to listen to that all of a sudden you're going to have to increase your household and your business budget because Heather Simpson said that you need to hire out all of these things. That's not what's going to happen. But we are going to talk about when it makes sense and where it makes sense for us to hire out the help that we need in our lives. And this is all individualized, right? Like I am not here to say that this is the exact model of success, that if you hire this one thing and this one thing and this one thing, then you'll be feeling much better. I am here to provide a general outline and framework for where I think you should really take a look at. But where I need help, where I DIY or where I hire out or where I have accountability is different than the person next to me. It's different than another business owner. It's different than my neighbor. It's different than my friend. Okay. So how do we determine at which stage we should enter in to any of those three areas? Okay. So first we need to understand who we are, which is a lot of what we speak about at She Leads Me. 
We always want to tap into who we are at our core, our core, that is our guide, that is our compass into how we move forward in this life. So you need to ask yourself the question first, right? What makes us tick? What lights us up? What gives us energy? Too many people ignore the physical signs that your body gives you. Your body actually guides you into finding these things out, right? But we have to stop and pause long enough to tap into who we are and listen to what we need and what energizes us. You have a feeling about every single thing that you encounter, positive, neutral, negative. And so you need to tap into that and see what makes sense. So what I want you to do is I want you to start off right away by listing the things in your life that give you energy. It could be people, it could be a place or places, it could be family members, it could be tasks even, jobs, businesses, etc. anything that gives you energy. And I want you to work on this list and I want you to come back to it time and time again. Be more present as you go throughout your day and notice what your body is feeling and write down the things that give you energy and start a list of things that also weigh you down. Your body and your mind reacts to the words of others. It reacts to the energetic shift that occurs when we encounter people, conversations, things, tasks, situations, and so on. But we also need to understand that there may be things that give us energy, but conditions that may make it feel like that energy is being taken away. So what do I mean by that? An example would be my children. I love my children. I love spending time with them. I love going on adventures with them. I love being their mom and I love helping shape their little lives and their future. It just excites me so much. And I just, I absolutely love, love, love it. I also love this work that I do putting together events, working with you one-on-one, hosting workshops and retreats, doing the podcast. It all lights me up like you wouldn't believe. Sometimes when I try to take on too much, both of them end up suffering. Okay, so I get energy, positive energy from both of those things. But if I take on too much, both of them end up suffering. If I have a deadline that I have to meet and I don't plan my time accordingly, right? So let's say I have a deadline when she leads me and I don't plan my time accordingly, it affects my children. Then I feel the stress of knowing that they're bored and waiting around for me to finish my project. And I feel the pressure and the stress of trying to do a good job here for you while also being super mom at the same time. And I would venture to think that that sounds familiar to you as well. I know that a lot of women at our event raised their hand when I asked them if it sounded familiar. Why do we put that much pressure on ourselves? Why do we expect us all to do it all and to do it all so perfectly? We have got to flip our thinking and our perspective here. So take the same situation. Again, both things. My children and my business she leads me. I love and I get so much energy from. Why do I think that putting myself in a stressful situation will yield the best outcome for either my children or my business? I have learned that everyone will enjoy the experience more if I plan accordingly. I'm not the only one who can bring joy to my kids' lives, right? There are plenty of after-school programs and playdates and people that want to spend time with them and that bring joy to their lives and to mine. And then that way, if I facilitate, like, honestly, an, an, an honest evaluation of how much time a project will take, I put things into place for my kids to be taken care of, 
and then I am able to meet my deadlines, I then get to enjoy my kids when I'm done. And it's a win-win. It's a huge win on both sides because I'm not stressed out while planning and doing the work that I love. My kids are having a blast and I get to enjoy them and not think about anything else when I'm with them. So it is time to hire the house cleaner if you need it. It's time to get your groceries delivered if you need it. It's time to hire a babysitter or a dog walker or sign your kids up for the after-school program if you need it. It's time to give yourself room to breathe and to be. And we have to stop thinking in the shoulds, right? Well, I should do this. I should do that. If you've listened to the podcast, you've listened to Brandy Lawson, who's one of my favorite entrepreneurs. She's been on the show before. She said, it's time for people to sh- to stop shooting all over themselves, <laughs> right? <laughs> and we laugh because we know that we do that, right? We think that we're the only ones that can do it all and do it all as well as we can, right? Ladies, we know that there are others that can do things for us and we don't have to be the one doing all the things all the time. We know that we can give a list of things for others to take care of. And guess what? It does not take anything away from how amazing we are as women. We do not have to accomplish it all on our own to be the incredible women that we are. And I need you to just breathe that in for a moment. Someone out there needs to hear this right now in this time. We don't have to feel guilty about getting extra help around the house or with the kids, or with our pets, or with our yards, or with our businesses. We can choose to feel empowered by that help and that assistance, knowing that it gets us closer to where we want to be, while also giving somebody else a job opportunity. Hey, somebody else has already raised their hand and said, yes, I want to do these things for you. I would love to clean your house. I would love to get your groceries. And that gives them a job. And this is for you. This is a time for us to pause here and tap into what I said earlier. This isn't for everybody, right? I will hire a house cleaner all day, every day to come help me. Not really all day, every day, but I would choose that over having somebody help me with my yard. I love doing yard work. There are people out there that despise it and would rather hire somebody out to do that. I have a friend who loves grocery shopping. She loves the entire process of it, the, the creative things that she comes up with as she's like perusing through the aisles, picking up the fresh produce and knowing that she picked the right one for her. She loves that stuff. I could really care less. I'm like, yep, deliver the groceries. That sounds great to me. What area do you need help with? In order to determine which of these three areas we tap into here, we're going to ask ourselves a series of questions. Okay, so this is what we're going to ask ourselves. Make sure to write this down when you can. If we are considering DIYing it, here is what we ask. We ask number one, have I done a project like this before? So if your answer is yes, and you have a good track record of attempts previously, Pursuing this should be easy, right? Being comfortable off the bat is obviously helpful. If challenges arise, you'll be better equipped to solve them. Number two, do I feel comfortable taking on a new challenge or a new type of project? If the answer is no, it doesn't mean that you automatically don't DIY. If not, then we ask ourselves, how do I get comfortable? Do I need to do more research? Do I find a mentor? Do I hire help? There's a lot that we can figure out. We just have to find the right balance point here. 
Number three, do I have a resource to turn to if I have questions? Really important. Having someone to fall back on when you're in over your head is really key. I get countless calls every single week from business owners looking for advice or guidance when they've hit a sticky point. And that doesn't mean failure for them, right? It just means that you are being skilled, that they are being skilled. You're finding a qualified person to turn to and get assistance for. Number four, this is a important one that might um, have a little bit of zing to it. It definitely had some zing. There was definitely a crowd reaction of, ah, (laughs) when I read this one off. Do I have a habit of starting and not completing projects? It is time to get real, like really real with yourself on this one, right? Is that true of you? Do you have every intention to be a DIYer? Do you have every intention to get something done? But the reality is that you don't. Something to tap into, okay? Something to ask yourself. Really sit with that. And don't just answer, oh, nope, that's not me, because you have a little bit of a chip on your shoulder about it. Lean into that. Be honest. It's only going to help you, okay? Number five, how long will this project realistically take if I DIY it versus hire the help? So what's my timeline here? If I am going to have an event in six months and I need a website for it, it will probably take me all of those six months to build out my website because I am not really good or skilled at that. So it's going to hopefully have somebody else, if I give them all the tools and the information, a solid 30 days to do the event website, which aligns much more with my timeline better than if I were to do it on my own. And so when you answer that question for yourself, ask yourself the follow-up question. Can I live in either of those places while it's, quote, kind of under construction? Does this work with the timeline that I have set for myself? Number six, do I have all the supplies that I need? So really take the time to research the different platforms, the tech needs, the financial means, and the resources that you need to complete the thing that you're going to do, okay? Make sure that you have all of that. Um, set up for you so that you are set up for success if you are going to DIY. So if the answer is no, then is it possible for you to get those things? Is it going to cost you too much an investment? Or do you just need to hire somebody that already has those supplies? Really go through these questions in great depth and detail to make sure that you are set up for success. The last one, which is probably one of the more important ones, is are there legal ramifications if I screw this up? If yes, (laughs) how bad are they? What is the most extreme case scenario? And then once you know those answers, is it worth it? And it's an uncomfortable thing to think about. You might be kind of squirming a little bit like, oh, like I have done some things that maybe like would have some legal ramifications if I screwed it up. Thank God that it didn't or what have you, right? So really sit with that and answer that honestly. It's same with question four, which was, do I have the habit of starting and not completing a project? Make sure that you answer that question honestly for yourself. Are there legal ramifications if I screw this up? In addition to those seven things that you ask yourself in order to identify if you, one, DIY, two, do it with accountability, or three, hire it out, there are a list of two things that we never ever DIY. A list of things that we always hire out or at the bare, bare minimum, have someone overlooking and double checking for us, okay? Unless you are a CPA or an attorney, 
These are two things that you always hire out or at least have some help and accountability with and you never DIY. Number one are your taxes. If you are a business owner, then you need to get some help. You need to have somebody looking over. You never want to mess with the IRS, okay? Number two, legal documents, agreements, or contracts. You want to make sure that if you are going to put together what you think is a good contract for yourself, you have to hire an attorney to look it over to make sure that you're protected. Worst case scenario, somebody sues you, your contract is not set in place to best protect you, and then your business goes under because you didn't invest the $250 that it takes for one hour for one attorney to overlook a contract. Just shooting it straight this morning. Those are the things. That is how we evaluate if we DIY or if we get some help or hire help fully. Most importantly, what I want you to remember is that you do not get stuck in the decision-making process. You are going to use this outline and these questions as a guide. Standing still and being indecisive will get you nowhere fast. You have to make informed decisions. You have to be prepared to check in and you adjust along the way. There might be something that you start off with DIY and then you realize that over time, as you've grown your business, as you've been able to increase your income so that you can apply some leverage in your personal or business life, that you make adjustments and you hire things out. I have seen too many people paralyzed by fear of making a mistake when they're trying to make a decision. And it brings me to one of my recently found favorite quotes, which is this. Be decisive. Right or wrong, make a decision. The road of life is paved with flat squirrels who couldn't make a decision. And I will leave you with that today, ladies. Thank you so much for tuning in for this episode of When DIY Doesn't Cut It Anymore. Hey, thank you so much for joining us for today's episode of of the She Leads Me podcast. If you enjoyed the show, would you please do us a favor? Would you mind heading on over to iTunes and leaving us a five-star review? It greatly helps us reach other women just like you who are looking to tap into information just like this. Thank you. We really appreciate it.